live from an undisclosed location, this is the Gribble Nation Roadcast. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Fresh Drives here on the Gribble Nation Roadcast powered by Anchor FM. Uh, this is uh, Gribble Nation's Doug and on this episode we're going to talk about a road that um, has uh, you know, some significance to me personally uh, but is also a very scenic and historical uh, road at that. Uh, we're going to talk about the Mohawk Trail in western Massachusetts, which is uh, Massachusetts uh, State Route 2. Um, and it is uh, one of the most scenic drives you can take in New England, that historic Mohawk Trail. It stretches about 69 miles from Orange, Massachusetts to Williamstown um, along uh, Route 2. Uh, the Mohawk Trail it is one of the oldest scenic byways in the United States, having opened on October 22nd, 1914. Uh, but it doesn't so much blast around the territory, you know, around uh, the Berkshires and the Pioneer Valley of Western Mass, uh, as to bring you into it. Like, it cuts through the Berkshire villages and some of the most scenic beauty in all of New England, uh, perhaps even the country. Uh, since the road opened automobile traffic, millions of travelers have been witness to the splendor of the Mohawk Trail. Sure, uh, Massachusetts Route 2 runs east to Boston and west over the Petersburg Pass to the Taconic Trail in New York State towards the home, home of Uncle Sam, uh, which is the collar city of Troy, New York. Troy, New York. Uh, but the crown jewel of the highway is the Mohawk Trail, and it has earned its place as a national scenic byway and the history along the road can be found in abundance. Uh, long before it was a tourist highway, it was a native tour route. And while named for the Mohawks, uh, there was another tribe that lived on that land, uh, which is the uh, Stockbridge Muncie Band of the Mohican Nation. And only about 1,500 members of that band survive today, and ha about half of whom live out in Wisconsin. And uh, reminiscent of early American life, the Mohawk Trail provides the traveler of today with well over 100 attractions, country inns, sugar houses, gift shops, public and private camping areas, and lodging nestled amidst the seasonal changing beauty of the Berkshires and the Pioneer Valley of the Connecticut River. Uh, notable attractions along the highway include the Hairpin Turn, uh, which is uh, you know pretty famous, you know, basically takes you into uh, North Adams along with the Western Summit. You also have the Bridge of Flowers in Shelburne Falls and the Hail to the Sunrise statue near Charlemont. Uh, but to tell the story of the Mohawk Trail includes telling the stories of those who travel the historic roads in centuries past, up to the more modern automobile and touring eras. Now a designated scenic byway in Massachusetts and nationally, uh, the Mohawk Trail accommodates the changing world while still serving its visitors as a scenic path and highway across western Massachusetts. Uh, the Mohawk Trail State Forest surrounds the trail, uh, providing those camping, hiking, and other recreational activities for visitors. Uh, and, you know, you'll see a lot of um, you know, rafting on the, uh, Deer, on the uh, Deerfield River over the summer as well. Um, and uh, as one of the oldest designated tourist and scenic routes in the United States, the Mohawk Trail traces its routes back to the post-glacial age, uh, some 10,000 years ago. 
uh, while the peoples of the northeastern United States uh, neither had the wheel nor the horse, or that time as well before the United States, uh, they uh, created many footpath trade and travel routes throughout New England and into New York State. Um, one of the most heavily traveled and one of the most famous today was the path we now call the Mohawk Trail. During various historic times, the Mohawk Trail evolved with the mode of transportation, advancing from foot travel to the automobile. Um, early European settlers uh, used this worn path to travel between uh, the English settlements of Boston and Deerfield and the Dutch settlements in the Hudson Valley of uh, New York State. Uh, those white settlers and trailers brought with them the horse and the wheel, uh, which uh, required the widening and slight relocation of that original footpath. And over the course of the centuries, the native population had reached agreements on territorial matters of hunting and fishing. Uh, the Pocomtuck of the Massachusetts portion of the uh, Connecticut River Valley uh, shared salmon fishing spots with the Mohawk of New York State on the Connecticut and Deerfield Rivers. Uh, the most notable of those fishing sites were Turner's Falls on the Connecticut River and Shelburne Falls on the Deer Deerfield River, both of which the uh, Mohawk Trail uh, passes by today. Uh, their homelands, uh, sorry, their population was considerably reduced by disease from uh, early contact with European explorers, and the native peoples uh, were not able to effectively protect their homelands. Uh, with English intervention from their settlement in the lower Connecticut River Valley and the Dutch in the uh, Hudson River Valley in New York, uh, political uh, unrest was established between the agricultural uh, Pocomtuck and the expansionist Mohawk. The Europeans won the lands, and pitting one tribe against another seemed a good way to accomplish their goal. Uh, the English and the Dutch arranged a peace conference between the two tribes. However, a Mohawk of, tri of high tribal standing was killed, and the Pocomtuck people were blamed. The furious Mohawk sent their warriors quickly over the Indian Trail and annihilated the uh, Pocomtuck set settlements. The English now had no resistance to their advancement up the Connecticut River as a result. And moreover, the Dutch took the opportunity of the Mohawk's diverted attention to pursue their interests further up the Hudson River. With place names then and now, the recognition went to the Victorious, and therefore we have the Mohawk River instead of sorry, the Mohawk Trail instead of the Pocumtuck Trail or, or the Mohican Trail. Um, during the colonial period, um, many notable personages traveled that Mohawk Trail. Metacomet, who was the leader of the Wampanoag Confederacy in New England, and he was called King, uh, King Philip by the English, traveled the Mohawk Trail around uh, 1676 in an, in an unsuccessful effort to recruit the Mohawk to fight in a war between colonists and, and indigenous persons of New England. Uh, King Philip's War, as it was called, also proved unsuccessful in stopping the European invasion. In May 1676, uh, 150 colonists and militia slaughtered 300 Native American women, children, and elders on the bank of the Connecticut River Great Falls, ending the centuries-old traditional peace gathering of Northeastern tribes during the spring shad and salmon uh, runs. And nearly 90 years later, in 1764, Samuel Rice of Charlemont 
sought permission from the uh, Massachusetts government to build a new road across the mountain. Uh, the trail had become too dangerous, as several creatures having lost their lives thereof, um, as it was uh, told. Uh, the Mohawk Trail also served as a provisioning route for Fort Massachusetts, uh, which was a mid-18th century garrison located between North Adams and Williamstown in uh, the northwestern corner of Massachusetts. During the Revolutionary War, uh, Benedict Arnold, who at that time was still an American patriot, he hadn't uh, switched sides to the British yet, um, you know, had traveled the Mohawk Trail to Fort Ticonderoga and the Adirondacks in upstate New York. And starting in Boston, he, he recruited additional troops in Deerfield and headed to the English-held fort. Uh, he captured their cannon and returned with the, with the artillery to Boston via the uh, Mohawk Trail path. Uh, for those who wish, part of that original footpath can be hiked today in the Mohawk Trail State Forest. Uh, with those Indian uh, wars over and uh, basically, you know, America, early America starting to uh, take uh, shape, the white settlements concent uh, concentrated on more trade with each other. Uh, North Adams uh, became a booming industrial town and the old uh, trade route between Boston and Western Mass uh, became more vital. A widened and gradient. Uh, the old trail became a road to better support the increasingly heavy traffic. By 1814, the Mohawk Trail served as much of a stagecoach route between the Connecticut River at Greenfield, Massachusetts, and the Hudson River at Troy, New York. Stagecoach passengers would marvel at the surrounding beauty and the sometimes imposing terrain of the countryside. Uh, later, literary figures such as Ralph Waldo Emerson, Nathaniel Hawthorne and Henry David Thoreau traversed the trail. In fact, it was Nathaniel Hawthorne who wrote that often it would seem a wonder how our road was to continue. The mountain rose so abruptly at either side uh, when referring to the Mohawk Trail. Later in the 19th century, uh, the Hoosick Tunnel was built through the northern Berkshires uh, between uh, North Adams to the west and Rowe, uh, which is another town in Massachusetts to the east. Uh, with the uh, Mohawk Trail crossing over the tunnel east of North Adams, and in fact today, if you're traveling uh, down the Mohawk Trail, you'll see a sign that mentions you know where the uh, Mohawk Trail crosses over the Hoosick Tunnel. And then over time, the trail's route was modified for vehicles, eventually resulting in the construction of Massachusetts Route 2, known as the Mohawk Trail. Starting in 1912 and running through 1914, the road was improved again to accommodate automobile traffic. During its construction, the Massachusetts legislature compared it to a major engineering feat, comparable almost to the Hoosick Tunnel, uh, which was built earlier through the Berkshires. In October 22, 1914, the Mohawk Trail was finally opened and was designated as a scenic tourist route by uh, the Massachusetts State Legislature. The very first auto road over the Berkshires, however, opened in 1910 and is the Jacobs Ladder Trail, which is a portion of historic US-20 in uh, basically the southern part of the Berkshires in Western Mass. And that's another uh, road that I would uh, recommend driving as well. Uh, back to the Mohawk Trail. When it opened, it was unpaved and merely 15 feet across, so it's still made for rough travel. Uh, but 
the Mohawk Trail's completion was celebrated with much fanfare when nearly 300 automobiles and 1,800 people gather at the Whitcomb Summit, high above the little town of Florida, uh, which is the highest town in Massachusetts. And then that day, there was a day-long, day-long celebration of speeches, food, and picture-taking. Uh, within a few months, restaurants, gas stations, and gift shops began popping up along the Mohawk Trail. Uh, during those early days, the highway wasn't plowed during the winter. Um, so, you know, you had the local uh, citizenry, uh, such as the good citizens of Florida, shoveling off the road so, you know, people could get between point A and point B. Uh, and neither the state nor North Adams, uh, when the Mohawk Trail you know, started to be, really thought of this as any, of any kind of historical road. But since then, the reputation of the Mohawk Trail's scenic route has continued to grow over the years. And in fact, the National Geographic Traveler selected the Mohawk Trail as one of, as one of 50 such scenic routes in the United States. The American Automobile Association also chose the Mohawk Trail for scenic re- recognition as has as has the federal government in one of its national scenic byway programs. In one day in 1915 um, alone, uh, 700 cars traveled the scenic route. Uh, during that same time, the Massachusetts uh, state legislature approved money to create si- uh, state forest lands throughout Massachusetts. The heavy tourist traffic along the Mohawk Trail made acquisition of a state forest along the trail highly desirable. The Commonwealth of Massachusetts purchased over 5,000 acres to designate uh, as the Mohawk Trail State Forest. You know, in 1921, you can you know, visit a lot of it as you drive across the Mohawk Trail today. A rather primitive auto camp emerged in the, in the new state forest and became a popular desi- uh, destination for auto tourists from all over the country and, and even other countries such as Canada. In 1924, 1,050 auto parties from 28 different states across the United States and also from several Canadian provinces visited the Mohawk Trail State Forest. And then within the Mohawk Trail State Forest, there is one and a half miles of old Indian trail, which is now marked and is included as what's known as the Mohican Mohawk Trail, which is a greenway that extends uh, from Deerfield, Mass, out to the Hudson River Valley in New York State. Inspired by the beauty of the Mohawk Trail, um, you had people who, you know, took advantage of, you know, basically the scenic beauty of the trail. Uh, Such people as a traveling salesman by the name of Arthur Talk uh, Sr. He has started a business in 1925, which offered guided uh, guided scenic tours around New England. And then the first tour uh, had uh, featured six people crammed into a rented Studebaker driving through the Berkshires of the Adirondacks at a cost of $69 per person, which in 1925 was a boatload of money. In 1932, uh, the French King Bridge, uh, which was built to span a a breathtaking gorge of the Connecticut River, was uh, built and open between Gill and Irving. And that had opened a traffic then, uh, which redirected Route 2 away from a uh, circuitous pa- uh, passage along area downtowns, especially through um, like Turner's Falls and what have you. Uh, so it made things a little bit easier to get around. Today, there is a parking area on each uh, either side of the bridge. 
so you can walk out and see boats passing by on the Connecticut River. In fact, the last time I was there, I saw a boat and there was a, uh, they were flying the Jolly Roger. So I uh, yelled uh, pirate stuff at them. I think it was actually uh, also International Talk Like a Pirate Day, which was fitting. Uh, but anyways, um, during the Great Depression, uh, members of the Civilian Conservation Corps, you know, that uh, famed uh, Depression-era work relief agency, uh, they were deployed to the Mohawk uh, Trail region where they planted trees, built campgrounds, and constructed several log cabins along the Cold River in Charlemont, mostly in 1935 and 1936. This in turn helped bolster the Mohawk Trail as a scenic touring route. Uh, but the Mohawk Trail uh, fell into a bit of disrepair after World War II. In 1948, 1,500 people signed a petition act asking the Massachusetts governor to refurbish the trail, as it was in such poor repair that people often broke springs driving from Greenfield to Shelburne Falls, which is not that far of a distance, you know, maybe about 10 miles or so. Uh, but you know, this petition led to the Mohawk Trail being rebuilt from 1949 to 1951, eventually becoming a new, smoother, wider route leading to the Berkshires. Uh, nearby towns uh, at that point pleaded to be added along the trail, hoping to attract more visitors, um, but it was not necessarily meant to be. Um, uh, but uh, because at that time, you also had the Massachusetts Turnpike getting ready to be built as well, which eventually funneled uh, some of the traffic off the Mohawk Trail. But along the Mohawk Trail, some bypasses of towns were also built, such as in Shelburne Falls, Greenfield, and Irving. And in fact, you know those uh, bypasses, at least in Shelburne Falls and Greenfield, and then east from Orange, um, you have a much longer uh, Massachusetts State Route 2A. Uh, but with that, you know, there were additional reconstructions that were needed to be done along the Mohawk Trail over the years, including parts of a windy section along the Cold River Gorge uh, between Florida and Charlemont as a uh, result of the damage uh, from Tropical Storm Irene in 2011. That's a narrow, twisty, windy uh, part of the road that basically follows the river and basically, you know, the ledge that the uh, road was built on. It's you know wiped out and washed out into the river, so they had to basically rebuild that part from scratch. Uh, but the rebuilding of the Mohawk Trail led to the road that we have today. Of course, you know, with that, the Mohawk Trail has gained a worldwide reputation for its scenic beauty, both natural and man-made. It carries on its ancient trade route heritage by its many unique shops, inns, and villages that line its path, along with the scenic views that you get along the trail. Uh, with that, the Mohawk Trail is truly a highway of history and scenery. And with that, we're going to take a, a break. Uh, we'll uh, get back to you shortly. Uh, welcome back to uh, Fresh Drives on the Gribble Nation Roadcast, powered by Anchor FM. Uh, this is... Uh, Doug, and we're talking about the Mohawk Trail in Massachusetts on this episode. Um, and as I mentioned earlier in the, in the podcast, the Mohawk Trail has quite a few attractions that are deserving of your attention. Across the Deerfield River in uh, downtown Shelburne Falls, it's a five-span concrete, uh, five, sorry, five-arch concrete span called the Bridge of Flowers. 
Um, this was a uh, trolley bridge, which you know has you know since been uh, taken out of use, uh, but has been repurposed uh, to display a cornucopia of flowers and shrubbery. And it was originally a project sponsored by the Shelburne Falls Women's Club in 1925, and it's a um, one-of-a-kind uh, bridge um, because of you know what it has. Uh, to offer, and it's a delight to the eyes, you know, people, travel, travelers, people who like flowers, plant life, just, you know, the beauty of it. Um, there's actually also a bridge of flowers in Connecticut. I think it's in Simsbury, uh, but it's uh, actually, it's a, that's a trust bridge, whereas, you know, the bridge, bridge of flowers in Shelburne Falls is more famous and is a concrete arch bridge. It's actually also a uh, truss bridge that you can see from the Bridge of Flowers in Shelburne Falls, and I think that's from the 1890s. Um, but anyways, um, you know, just uh, downstream uh, from the Bridge of Flowers is Salmon Falls, uh, and that's on the Deerfield River. Um, the uh, river bottom is you know now nearly dry and has some of the largest selection of glacial potholes in the country. You can basically you know walk there from the uh, Bridge of Flowers, you know, make a make a nice little stop of it, you know, have lunch even. It's right downtown. Uh, those uh, ancient glacial potholes uh, actually predate the uh, Indians by thousands of years. Uh, Indi Indians by thousands of years, the Native Americans, um, because the ancient potholes actually came into existence uh, by attacking whirlpools of water and gyrating stones of the glacial ice ages that eroded the granite. Um, on the river. Uh, there are other phenomena and places of beauty to be seen along the Mohawk Trail as well. Uh, New England's only natural bridge uh, can be found at Natural Bridge State Park, North Adams. So it's on uh, Route 8 in Massachusetts, just a mile or so uh, north of the Mohawk Trail. And it's worth a detour. Um, it has unusual geological formations. Uh, like uh, the Hudson Brook Chasm, you can walk around, there's a little trail uh, to that, and it tests to the thousands of years of erosion since the Ice Age. Uh, the geology of the area is, uh, is fascinating. Uh, the white and marble rock formations are worth a visit alone, uh, with its many potholes, curvy gorge walls that have been carved over the many years, and you can see the marble, I mean, it's more famous in Vermont, but you can even see it in Massachusetts as well at the uh, natural bridge and there's a large natural mar uh, large natural marble bridge um which uh, which is what the park is named for and it is believed to be the only marble bridge uh, found in north america and is arguably the finest natural bridge in new england in greenfield you had the poet seat corner uh tower sorry the poet seat tower uh, which is a scenic uh, lookout around various points of the Connecticut River Valley around uh, Greenfield. Uh, just to the south of Greenfield, you have the old Deerfield Village uh, with its uh, Native American Revolutionary Monuments, along with a number of um, you know, scenic homes. It's an old uh, colonial village, essentially. Many of old Deerfield Village's pre-revolutionary homes are open to the public, along with its museum. Uh, the world-famous Clark Art Institute in Williamstown offers the enjoyment of fine arts. And um, that, um, just a uh, little note, uh, last time I checked, 
I, it is free the first Sunday of each month um, off season. So if you're like me, enjoy art, but you know, like having a, a way to save money, go on the first Sunday of the month, especially if it's off season. It's worth your while. There's you know plenty of nice art there. Uh, Williams College is also found in Williamstown, and actually across it, uh, basically as you go on the Mohawk uh, Trail, it's just east of where uh, Route Two meets US Seven, um, which is you know which is the unofficial end of the Mohawk Trail, or essentially the official end of it, really. Um, in uh, North Adams, uh, there's the Western Gateway Heritage State Park, which is located in the uh, Freight yard, freight yard District of North Adams. There's exhibits in the park. There's a museum. It focuses on the rich railroad and industrial heritage of North Adams. And it has a exhibit on the Hoosick Tunnel. And it also has an exhibit on you know, the roads around North Adams as well. Um, it's located, you know, basically at the Hoosick, speaking of the Hoosick Tunnel, as I was mentioning, there is a portal. It's called the Western portal, and then you have the eastern portal um, of the Hoosick Tunnel. It's a railroad tunnel. Um, it's about five miles long. It was built in the 19th century um, at the cost of $15 million, but also at the cost of 200 lives, uh, which earned it the nickname of the Bloody Pit, um, because the constant danger of tunneling through five miles of solid rock um, with explosives, and there's a new explosive that they use at the time called uh, nitroglycerin, um, and the uh, tunnel is believed to be haunted by the ghosts of those lost in its completion. Um, the tunnel is, you know, mostly for a uh, freight rail, uh, but occasionally there's a um, like a scenic passenger rail. Um, I have a friend who actually uh, took the uh, scenic rail through the Hoosick Tunnel when he had the opportunity. Um, North Adams is also home to the famed Mass Mocha, which is the Museum of Contemporary Art. It opened in 1999 and has a plethora of thoughtful exhibits on display. Um, I, and I highly recommend visiting the Mass Mocha. And there's a few other shops and like little restaurants in that complex as well. It's in, in an old industrial uh, complex, uh, which uh, was formerly the home of the Sprague Electric Company and also textile mills. And then it's basically it's right where the Mohawk Trail crosses the Hoosick River. Um, and also uh, Mount Greylock, which is the highest mountain in Massachusetts, uh, can be seen uh, to the south from the Mohawk Trail uh, between Williamstown and North Adams. Um, going east from there, um, there's a hairpin turn, uh, which was uh, put uh, in place in order to reduce the angle of climbing because you have to climb up a... Uh, basically have to climb up a mountain east of North Adams. And there's a restaurant at where the uh, curve, uh, where the hairpin turn curve, so it has like the uh, uh, pronounced uh, turn. It's, uh, and, and that restaurant's still there today. And um, it's seen its share of accidents as uh, tr with trucks coming down the hill and they can't quite make the curve. It's a, really, it's a steep curve. I mean, it's a 15 mile an hour curve, but it's, yeah, sometimes, you know, you have accidents. Uh, but further up the hill from that hairpin turn, you have the Western Summit. You find a gift shop which hosts classic car shows in the summer. Uh, but also it has amazing views of North Adams 
and the Taconic Range of the West. And beyond there, there's the Whitcomb Summit, uh, marked by the Statue of an Elk. Uh, between um, uh, the Whitcomb Summit and um, Shelburne Falls, uh, just to the west of Charlemont, you have the Hail to the Sunrise Statue, which is one of the defining uh, viewpoints or the defining monuments of the Mohawk Trail. Uh, the statue was erected in 1932 by a fraternal organization uh, by the name of the Council of the Improved Order of Redmen, and it was uh, basically built to commemorate the Mohawk Indians. And there's a statue of a Native American. He has he's looking up and he has his uh, arms uh, raised out, uh, basically, you know, kind of hailing to the sunrise as he's looking east. Um, but there's a bit of irony there, since uh, the uh, Council of the Improved Order Redmen was a white male organization. Um, so, you know, they didn't allow Native Americans in their organization, uh, to my understanding. Uh, so the uh, message of, you know, the Native American is a uh, mis mixed message. Uh, but you can also look at it where the message is about the automobile days and the pure enjoyment and adventures uh, of taking the Mohawk Trail. You know, cars broke down all the time at the, uh, when the uh, statue was built, but at the same time, people went out, they had fun, they were hailing the sunrise, they were enjoying being in that moment on the Mohawk Trail. And then, um, more recently, um, you know, the hiking trail, as I was mentioning earlier, which follows the old path in the Mohawk Trail. It's called the Mo Mohican Mohawk Trail. It's another point of interest. Uh, the trail's rebirth began in 1992 uh, when a group of Williams College students explored the history and the path of the trail, and they wound up assessing opportunities for reestablishing a trail. And then, you know, near the, uh, for instance, near the Hairpin Turn, there's a trail that goes you know, up the mountain, and it's said to be the old one of the old alignments or the old road of the Mohawk Trail. Um, and the Mohawk, uh, Mohican Mohawk Recreational Hiking Trail, it follows the original corridor of that, you know, of the original footpath wherever possible and traverses a large portion of that original Native American trail, especially atop Todd Mountain in the Mohawk uh, Trail State Forest. Definitely worth a uh, you know, chance to visit that if when you get the chance. Um, and with that, I wanted to share some of my own thoughts about the Mohawk Trail. The uh, first time I took the Mohawk Trail uh, was in 2003, um, and I was just, you know, really starting to get to explore New England at the time, at least outside of Connecticut. Um, you, know, I, you know, being from you know, New York, um, and at the time I was either on Long Island or, you know, out in central New York, um, that area. So I really wasn't, I was starting to get my feet wet, but I had a site, uh, Connecticut State Route Ends, and I was invited up to Hartford to uh, basically be interviewed for an article in the Hartford Current about the website. And after the, um, after the interview was over, I drove up to Massachusetts because I wanted to see the Mohawk Trail. And I drove it. And I got to, and it was you know, kind of a stormy, it was later in the day, it was um, stormy, 
as I was traversing the trail, you know, kind of dark, but, um, you know, those were my first glimpses of things like the ha- the famed hairpin turn and the uh, Hails of the Sunrise uh, statue. Uh, but eventually I moved to the Albany, New York area. And being uh, that the Mohawk Trail and the Berkshires are, you know, literally at the eastern doorstep of the capital region here, um, I've had lots of opportunities to explore the Mohawk Trail and the towns along the trail. Um, you know, namely, uh, you know, basically Williamstown, for instance, is you know just over the Petersburg Pass, uh, which is you know, essentially at the New York Massachusetts state line, and you know that's a another area which I've explored quite a bit. And there was an old uh, ski area there, uh, Mount Rain, Rain, Mount Reamer. And there was uh, this, there's a snow hole, which is a hiking trail, but that's actually more on the Taconic Trail. Uh, but, you know, basically going down the hill and then going to Williamstown, that's, you know, where the Mohawk Trail begins. So I was able, I've been able to really explore a place like Williamstown, North Adams, and, you know, basically going from there, taking uh, the Mohawk Trail, you know, east out towards Greenfield and, you know, basically really getting to explore, you know, basically all the different parts along the Mohawk Trail. In Charlemont, for instance, there is a covered bridge, the Bissell Covered Bridge, which is right off of uh, Route 2, um, the Mohawk Trail, which is worth the detour. Um, you know, I've had, you know, basically, you know, I've enjoyed, you know, meals at restaurants along the Mohawk Trail. I mentioned, you know, some of the museums I visited over the years, um, you know, basically, and really just, you know, basically, uh, being able to find my own story on the Mohawk Trail. And, you know, those are things, you know, as I, you know, have explored, you know, basically different areas in New England, the Northeastern United States, and, you know, the United States and Canada, and even beyond, the Mohawk Trail, you know, does have a special place uh, for me. It's a place, you know, if I, uh, for instance, you know, I drive it, you know, basically every so often just to, take a drive down the Mohawk Trail and, you know, see the, see things along the way. Um, or um, sometimes, you know, I might be coming back from, let's say, New Hampshire or the Boston area, and I might decide to take the Mohawk Trail going back because it's, it's, you know, it's actually a decent way across the Berkshires, I think, um, and across the mountains. It's, you know, not a very busy road. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of things to discover along the way. And uh, with that, um, I'm going to uh, basically uh, you know, say ta-ta for now, uh, so to speak. And uh, you know, I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Gribble Nation Roadcast. Hopefully, I've inspired you to you know, basically take your own journey uh, down the Mohawk Trail or another scenic or historic uh, road in your neck of the woods. Uh, We'll catch you next time. Thank you for tuning in to uh, an episode of the Gribble Nation Roadcast. Uh, We hope uh, you get to listen to us again soon. Have a good one.